The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Marion McKeown Cal Thomas are with us for our weekly American Spot. And Marion, I'm going to start with you because the response to the atrocity of the Hamas invasion into Israel, which killed at least 1,400 people and took over 200 hostages, has been equally atrocious. We've seen at least 5,000 people in Gaza die, about 2,000 children. The vast majority of these civilians were seeing Gaza been reduced to rubble. But could it be, despite the dreadful things that have happened in the last couple of weeks in the response to the original barbarity, that... America's pressure on Israel has managed to mitigate the situation and stop it from becoming worse with a ground offensive. Uh, Yeah, I think there's no doubt about that, uh, Matt. And Anthony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, who who really has been working round the clock um, since this started um, with, you know, in some areas more effectively than others, it has to be said. Um, He's at the UN today and he has publicly called for a pause in the Israeli bombardment of Gaza. Now, um, just a a couple of people um, that that we've spoken to, there have been so many briefings on this from the Department of State, from the National Security Council and from the Pentagon. And what we're kind of getting from these briefings is that there's a real concern that what they're calling the vertical escalation which would be you know to to add the the ground invasion to the bombardment um would lead to what they're saying is a horizontal escalation and that would be uh, say hezbollah coming in getting involved which is the worst case scenario because that would drag in lebanon and hezbollah are infinitely better trained and better equipped than hamas ever were so i think that that's one of the big concerns um i think there's also also the concern about the hostages and uh, the two hostages who four have been released and the two who were just released described how they were being held in, in uh, the underground tunnels that are apparently as complex as the New York subway system um, which are underground in, in Gaza so I think that, and then I think that there is world opinion here I think there really is concern. Things like the bombing of the third oldest church, the Greek Orthodox Church, where a lot of people were sheltering, at least 70 people we know were killed in that. That's not a figure that the Israelis are disputing. Um, and, and just the number of, you know, the, the loss of human life and the suffering and, and, and this displacement of about a million people with very, very little aid getting in for any of them. I think that now the UN aid is will be, be flowing more freely. But the situation situation is just absolutely dire. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, it seems that Anthony Blinken coming out and asking for this publicly suggests there's been a huge amount of work to lead up to that moment and that there must be some confidence that the, that Israel will be complying with that or will take the US advice on that. Well, so hopefully. We'll, well let me bring Cal in on that because, Cal, there are many analysts suggesting that the approach been taken by Israel is counterproductive that it will not succeed in eliminating Hamas and in efforts to do so in seeking revenge, that it will only get more opposition within the area and could, as Marion has said, bring the light of Hezbollah in, creating further danger for the Israeli people. Do you suspect that that is what has been told to them as well by American officials? 
Yes, I think probably that's true, Matt, but uh, they're going to get attacked no matter what. This is straight out of the uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad playbook. They do this all the time. They conduct terrorist acts against Israel, and then when Israel legitimately responds, trying to protect their people, uh, then they get denounced by the U.N. and other people as overreacting and going too far. Anthony Blinken also restated this administration and previous administrations, Republicans and Democrats, position today at the U.N., saying that a Palestinian state is the only solution to peace. Well, if you want to know what a Palestinian state would look like, all you have to do is look at Gaza. It would be a bigger territory for more terrorism because... The other side, the enemies of Israel, have made it very clear since 1948 when the Mufti of Jerusalem met with Hitler in Berlin that the ultimate goal is to eliminate the Jewish state and to eliminate Jews. They constantly say this, they teach this to their children in school, and they act it out on the battlefield. So the longer Israel waits to respond uh, effectively to this, uh, I think the weaker uh, the the uh, the outcome is going to be. I recall General Dwight Eisenhower, 1944, had to delay the invasion of Normandy <clears throat> in France in part because of the weather, but he also worried that waiting too long would harm readiness and morale. And I think that's what the Israeli uh, forces are facing right now, among other things. Cal, t- talk to me about what's happening on various university campuses around the United States, where there seems to be quite a wave of support for the Palestinian people developing. Well, this is a, uh, a an enormous surprise to a lot of people, even to me. I mean, I've, I've uh, been to some of these college campuses, and I've seen some of the anti-Semitism, but I've never seen it at this level. Uh, Larry Hogan, the former governor of Maryland, who is really a good guy, I, I knew his father a little bit. His father served on the uh, Watergate impeachment uh, committee against Richard Nixon, uh, was a, was, has just uh, withdrawn uh, from two positions of fellowships at, the, uh, at Harvard and issued a very strong statement of how sickened he was of the vitriol of the Harvard students, not just Harvard, it's Princeton and Yale, the University of California system. Now, most of these young people are 18, 24 years old. Where are they getting this stuff? It has to be taught to them. Oscar Hammerstein wrote a great song for the musical South Pacific, You've Got to Be Taught to Hate. And uh, these things don't come naturally. People aren't born haters. They have to have, have these things drummed into them. So I applaud Larry Hogan and Frankly, I hope that he would run for president because uh, I think he'd be a terrific one and given the job he did in Maryland. But, Carl, there are many people here in Ireland, and I think this is reflected in what's happening in the university campuses in the United States, who believe that Israel's reaction is wrong. It's an overreaction and who also look back at what has been happening over decades and particularly which Israel has been making land grabs in the settlements, land that to which it has no legal entitlement or indeed historic entitlement either. Oh, Matt, no, 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 no. The Jews have had a presence in the land for almost 4,000 years. The Palestinians seek to re- rewrite uh, history. Uh, what would be a proportional response to people killing babies and decapitating people and kidnapping the elderly and the disabled? What could be a proportionate response to that? 
This is not moral equivalency, Matt. This is evil personified. And even some Democrats, many Democrats, to their great credit in Congress, have called this evil and have said that Israel is absolutely right to go after these people and to try to, uh, uh, if not destroy, then at least uh, render uh, Hamas uh, ineffective. Okay, Marion, how sensitive an issue does this be in the United States that there are many who want to criticize Israel? In fact, there are many Jews who do so many Israeli citizens themselves without being called anti-Semitic. Well, yeah, because, you know, I was in Washington last week and there were protesters in Washington last week in, in, and 300 were arrested who were on Capitol Hill. Most of them were Jewish and they were wearing T-shirts saying, not in my name. And they were objecting to the the force that Israel was using in response. Look, Hamas did this. Hamas has drawn Israel into this trap. Uh, Hamas, the reason that they slaughtered so many people, the 1400, in such barbaric ways was they knew it would provoke a response from Israel, precisely the response that it's provoking. So I think that you have to hold Hamas largely responsible for the suffering that has been visited on the people in Gaza. But the only way to get rid of Hamas is a two-state solution, which I know seems impossible now. But if prosperity is the answer to this and opportunity for the Palestinian people, if they have prosperity and opportunity, they... Hamas will be redundant and this is something that won't happen overnight it may take years, it may take decades but that is ultimately the only answer and what Israel is doing now is creating a new generation of terrorists because every child whose parents and family are bombarded by these will not be well disposed towards Israel and that's just you know a fact I saw it I worked in the Middle East for years I saw the way new generations of terrorists are created by the acts of, of you know it's, you, look bombing is not the answer I understand Israel wants to obliterate Hamas um, but in America it is interesting to get back to your question Matt sorry that younger Americans are not and it may be because the Holocaust is now something that is just a distant memory it's in the history books there are fewer and fewer living people telling people about the horrors of the Holocaust but it seems that younger Americans are not automatically pro-Israeli in the way that older generations were and I think that this is where we're seeing a change but I'm concerned, I really like Larry Hogan, I think he's a terrific guy as well Uh, but you know you have a right to free speech, these students have a right they have a right to be wrong but they have a right to free speech and I don't think that the universities should be penalised because the students are speaking their mind it's not coming from the body of the university. Let's go to other things in America. And it would seem, Carl Thomas, that the noose is perhaps tightening on Donald Trump, the former president, when it comes to the various legal actions. And a lot of these flunkies, particularly around the time when he tried to deny the 2020 election result, seem to be flipping and turning evidence against him. That's right. And the latest is uh, Jenna Ellis, the attorney who just... uh uh, pleaded, uh, took a plea deal, uh, $5,000 fine, no jail time, probation, but she has to testify at any future trials that uh, the prosecutors want to. Uh, she had a tearful uh, presentation before the court. Sidney Powell last week, uh, same thing, uh, copped a plea. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the jaws are tightening, and uh, Jenna Ellis said today that uh, if she had known then what she knew now about uh, Trump's actions and trying to flip the election, she wouldn't have done the same thing. Well, this is the way you uh, get at your primary uh, 
uh, suspect, in this case Donald Trump. You start at the lower level, you get people to uh, plead, and then you use them in a trial to testify against the guy you're really after. So uh, I think, uh, you know, even the uh, they just voted in the House of Representatives to uh, uh, the Republican caucus to name Tom Emmer, a Republican from Minnesota, as their candidate for the next speaker. Emmer uh, uh, voted to ratify, to uh, certify the 2020 election. So uh, that may cause him some problems with the Freedom Caucus. Okay, how significant do you think, Marion, is this for Trump and his re-election prospects? Well, I think it's really significant. And, you know, there was so much criticism. We've always said in this program that the Georgia case is key. And I really still believe that, that, um, you know, Fannie Willis has done an incredible job. She now has the three lawyers who work for Trump all copying pleas. And that evidence, as Cal said, can be used by Jack Smith. They can be called to testify in other cases. She's really been quite masterful so far, I think, the way she's handled this. Uh, There was a face-off outside the court with Trump and Cohen. You know, Trump of course, calling Cohen a liar and all kinds of things. And Cohen saying, this isn't about me and Trump. This is about, you know, a fraud case. Uh, They're both pretty unsavory people, let's face it. But um, it's the first time they've been in the same room in five years. So there is a bit of a theatrical aspect to this. Uh, I I think that, look, people who are in the tank for Trump, I've just seen it all over America at this stage. People who are in the tank for Trump are going to stay in the tank. The question is, is that enough? Is the MAGA majority enough to secure it for Trump? Um, I don't know. Thank you very much, Marion McKeown and Carl Thomas. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.